and welcome back to another episode of Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. I am so glad that you have tuned in once again today. It's going to be a great episode, and I can already tell you now that this episode is going to stretch into several different parts, so you want to make sure and tune in for all of the parts of this episode. And I've titled today's episode, Worship and the Church. And it could be worship in the church, but I decided to sort of play off. There was a title of a television show back in the day called Chico and the Man. And so I kind of did a play off of that, worship and the church. But before I get into the content of today's episode, I do want to make a special announcement. And I'm very happy to make this announcement. And when I started this podcast, I didn't know what God was going to do with it. But I turned it over to him and I said, I will bring the truth of your word to as many as I can. And whatever you do with this podcast, so be it. I said, you know, if there's one download, great. If there's two downloads, if it gets one person back to Christ, then it's all been worth it. And God knows my heart. And that was my heart going into it. Still my heart. And that's what I want to do is just I hope that this podcast and what I'm talking about are just hopefully helping you in your walk with Christ, getting you to thinking, getting you to reading God's word and understanding his word better. And so here's the special announcement. And that is that according to the website where I upload all the podcast, I can see an analytics tab and it tells me how many downloads of each episode have taken place, but it also tells me where the downloads have taken place. And according to that, I've had several downloads in the country of Belgium. I think I had one in Japan, and I believe there was one other country as well. Of course, most of them have been here in the United States, but since it is in Belgium, then... I could say that this is a worldwide podcast, and I am, again, so honored that that has happened, and that is not me. That is all God. To Him be the glory for that, but this is a worldwide podcast now, and I upload it to a site, and it automatically takes it to different websites for me, and I don't think that those uploads are coming from one of the sites that it goes on, but maybe they are. Nevertheless, though, that means that I'm thinking that people in Belgium would have easy access to this podcast as well. Imagine how amazing that would be that somebody on the other side of the world from where I am here in Texas in the United States can hear the good news of the gospel. That's why technology and media is so powerful, because we can get the word out to so many people. So again, to God be the glory for that special stat. Also, just as a reminder, if there's something that you've heard on one of these episodes and you have a question and you'd like to reach out to me, you can email the podcast, Truth from the Heart Podcast at gmail.com. Also, you can visit the podcast website and you can hear all of the episodes there and check out new content that I post from time to time. I try and do about two to four episodes a month sometimes, just depending on how busy things are. I don't quite get to four, but I'm doing the best that I can trying to keep up and, and get new content out as quick as I can. And so again, that website is rss.com forward slash podcast with an S, forward slash truth from the heart. And if you can't get that website down or you type it in and it doesn't work, again, you can always email me and I will be happy to send you that link. Okay, so as I mentioned today, the name of today's podcast is Worship and the Church. And this is probably one of the most contentious topics in the church, but it's something that's done in church every Sundays across the nation. 
and that is worship. I have found many churches singing songs that are not rooted in sound theology, and it's important to sing songs that help us worship the one true God and not a God based on bad theology. Now, some might say it's not a big deal, but it really is, and I try and stand on my convictions, and this is one of the biggest convictions that I've had, and I just also pray and ask God, give me what you want me to talk about, and this was one that he put on my heart for a while, and again, this is probably probably going to be the one of the biggest episodes that I've done as far as how many parts it has. And so that's why I think it's taken me a while to get to this point. But I did want to go ahead and record the first at least few episodes and get those out to you so that you can kind of start listening to them and thinking about what I'm talking about today. And I know that you may not agree with what I have to say today, but I do ask that you keep an open mind. And I also ask for your indulgence. As I said, it's going to be in very different parts. And I'm going to try not to hopefully repeat myself too many times, but it is something that is very important that I think that we need to address in the churches. And I know that many have strong opinions about this topic, and I really want to speak to the pastors and the worship pastors today and urge you to examine the songs that your congregation is singing on Sundays. So I'm going to get started with this because the Bible talks a lot about praise and worship. And on the very last part of this episode, I am going to give you several verses that talk about praise and worship. And I'm not going to give all of them to you for time's sake, but I do want to go over several of them. And again, I will do that on the last part of this episode. But something else that I just want to encourage you to do, and that is that in many Bibles, and I'll bet you if you have an actual Bible, I'm not talking about on your phone, I'm talking the actual actual hard copy of the Bible. Most Bibles in the back have a concordance, and you can look at different keywords in the Bible, and it will tell you the verses that that word appears. And that is one of the things that I did when I was writing for this episode, was I looked up the words praise, I looked up the words worship, and again, there are many, many verses that talk about both of those things, because that is one of the things that's important to God, is He holds His name above of anything else, and we are to worship him. It's one of the things that we are called to do in the Christian walk is worship our creator. And so worship is very important, and it's important, as I said, that we are worshiping God correctly. And we cannot be doing that when we are singing songs that are not rooted in sound theology. So my encouragement to you is if you've got a Bible that has a concordance, go to the back, look at the verses, or look at the, yes, look at the verses that mention the words praise and worship. Read those, meditate on those. And I'll give you this at the end as well, but there is a psalm, an entire psalm that is dedicated to this idea of praise. It's called a psalm of praise, very fittingly, and it's Psalm 100. If you get a chance to read that, I encourage you to do that. It's easy to remember Psalm 100, a psalm of praise. Again, I encourage you to read that. Now, I want to go ahead and get started with the episode, and this is not going to be a typical episode from what I've done. A lot of these episodes, I talk the whole time, I give you verses, but I found a really great interview, and this was actually shared to me several years ago by a great friend I have here at work, and also my mom sent me another video that was related to this one, and I'll post the link for both videos, by the way, in the description of this episode. It led me back to this one, and really this one, I think, breaks down... 
and talks about why it's important that we do not sing songs from certain churches. You'll find out what those churches are in this episode and why it's important that songs that we sing songs that are rooted in sound theology. And again, if you just read God's word, he holds praise up in a very high standard. And so we want to make sure that we are praising him in the correct way and that we are praising the one true God. This is an interview that was done, I believe, either in early 2020 or late 2019. So it's not a very old interview. And it's radio host Todd Friel, and he's interviewing Justin Peters. And Justin Peters is a worldwide expositional teacher. Justin has a ministry that focuses on the sufficiency of God's word and works to expose false teachings of the prosperity, health, and wealth gospel. And if you're interested in learning more about Justin Peters, you can visit justinpeters.org. Justinpeters.org. Also, if you'd like to learn more about host Todd Friel and Wretched Radio, you can learn more by visiting wretched.org. And as many of you know, I work for Salem Media Group here in Dallas, and we actually air Wretched Radio every weekday afternoon on our Christian talk station, The Word, 100.7 FM, 4.30 to 5.30 Central Time each and every weekday afternoon. And of course, you can also listen to The Word through the app, and you can also listen online at thewordfm.com. Now, I don't want to make it sound like that I'm trying to plug the radio station. I also want to make sure that it doesn't sound like that the radio station necessarily endorses this podcast. This is my own personal thing, my my opinions, my thoughts, and so I just want to be clear on that. I know in this day and age, it's so easy to take things and misconstrue them or tie them to the wrong place or, or take things out of context, and so I just want to be clear. But if you do want to hear Wretched Radio... You can listen to The Word 100.7 FM every weekday afternoon from 4.30 to 5.30. So again, this first part of the interview is going to be just the intro. They're talking a little bit about what they're going to be talking about. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play the interview and I'll be stopping it throughout. And I'll be talking about what's going to be talked about next. And again, hopefully this interview really does get you to thinking. And hopefully by the end of this, you see that... That the songs, some of the songs that you may be singing in your very own church are probably not the greatest ones that we should be singing, that there are many other options out there of songs that worship God and that we should be singing. So here it is. Here's the first about minute or so of this interview. Again, this is radio host Todd Friel interviewing Justin Peters. Justin Peters, is it your intention to annoy the people who are watching this presentation? It is not my intention to step on toes. It's not my intention. So this, this to... isn't to get YouTube views or just to no. annoy people or be sensational. This is no. a genuine worry that you have, and I share this with you, right. that pastors and worship leaders should strongly reconsider playing Bethel, Jesus Culture, one and the same, and Hillsong music in their worship services. I just said that and people did just click away from their viewing device. This subject is divisive and so our plea with the people who might be watching this, hear it from two hearts who desire the church's good, not because we've got a bone to pick or we're not as popular as they are. That's not the point. This is about the safety of the sheep that are put in the protection of the shepherd. So with that preamble, 
give me your number one reason why you believe every pastor and worship leader should not play Jesus culture slash Bethel worship, Hillsong worship in their church. So before Justin gives the answer, I just want to go over that throughout this video, the three churches that you're going to hear about are Bethel, Hillsong, in elevation and a lot of these churches so-called churches have songs that play on christian radio but i also know there are many churches all across this nation that play songs that come from these churches and so again that is why i think that hopefully this episode is going to really touch on a lot of people today and there may be a lot of people that don't like what they're going to hear on this episode today but it's important that we talk about it and in this next little section Justin Peters is going to talk about how Bethel and Hillsong really aren't churches. And then Todd brings up a great question, and I actually felt convicted about this in the church that I go to on Sundays, and I mentioned it to the pastor because I noticed that in one of his sermons, he actually called out the pastor of, I believe it was, I want to say Elevation, Stephen Furtick, I believe is where he is the pastor, and he called him out. And then that night, we had a special night of worship, and guess what the first song was that we sang, or guess what church it came from? It came from Elevation. So I you know, just reached out to the pastor. I just shared my heart with him, and I said, look, I said, I just kind of am getting mixed signals here, and I, I'm sure I'm not the only one. You call out this pastor and say, you know, they don't really know the, the true Jesus. They don't talk about Jesus enough. And then here we are singing their songs in the church. I mean, to me, that sends mixed signals. And here's one of the arguments that the pastor brought up, and Justin Peters will talk about this in just a few moments. If we took out all the songs from artists who didn't have great theology, there would not be many songs left. And I think that Justin Peters is going to make a good point here, and that, that is that most people don't associate these older songs or these hymns with the writers, whereas these current songs... People do. And I'm going to be talking later in one of the parts of the episode. I also found a blog that talks a lot about what we're talking about today. And the, the lady who wrote the blog gives some great points about how people, you know, in this day and age with technology, it's easy to look up. And if you hear a song that you like, you want to know who sings it or where it came from. And so it's very easy to do that. And so I think that argument of, well, people won't really know where the songs are coming from or you know, uh, it doesn't matter because if the congregation doesn't know where they come from, well, it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. And again, I think Justin Peters in this next little section of the interview is going to make a good argument for that. And he's also going to make an argument for why Bethel and Hillsong really are not churches. Let's listen to it. Yes, Todd, because this music comes from two false churches, uh, neither Bethel nor Hillsong, Sydney, Australia, meet the biblical definition of a true church. Uh, Brian Houston and Bill Johnson do not meet the biblical qualifications to be an elder okay, or now pastor. I, I'm going to let you make that case because okay. some people would challenge you on that. But I'm, okay. I'm, let me play advocate immediately. There have been a lot of good hymns written in the past by bad theologians, but we still sing them anyway. Why right. should this be any different? Well, for a couple of reasons. One with those hymns to which you're referring, uh, most of those hymns were written one, 200, maybe even 300 years ago. And so there has been so much time that has elapsed between the individual that may have written a good piece of music but still had theological issues 
or maybe even personal issues, there's been so much time that has elapsed that when we sing their, their music, when we sing their music, we're not automatically making the association with that individual that lived one, two, three hundred years ago. With Bethel and Hillsong, it's very, very different. That's very current. Uh, the, the, these churches, false churches, are constantly putting this music out and they use their music as their primary tool of evangelism. I think Justin Peters makes a very good point there in that, again, a lot of people do not associate the old hymns with the artists. I mean, I'm a pretty big fan of hymns, and I can't really tell you who wrote Amazing Grace. Actually, well, I can tell you on that one who wrote Amazing Grace, but it was a guy by the name of John Newton. I'll tell you an interesting story about John Newton. I'm trying not to get too far off on a rabbit trail here, but here's a perfect example of this. Many people, one, don't know who wrote Amazing Grace, and maybe they do because it's one of the most famous hymns that's out there, but John Newton actually used to be the captain of a slave ship, but he came to know Christ later, and he wrote the tune Amazing Grace, and many people believe that it, the tune really echoes uh, an old West African sorrow chant, and he probably heard those chants when he was on those slave ships, but God turned his heart around, and he wrote one of the most beautiful hymns that has ever been written. But again, a lot of people don't associate John Newton. You can't follow him on Facebook. You can't follow you know what he's posting because he's been dead for you know hundreds of years, or at least a hundred years or so. So that's what Justin Peters is arguing about. He is saying that a lot of these older songs are written by artists who are long dead. Again, you can't follow them. You can't like them. You can't see, well, uh, what do they actually and truly believe? And so some of these artists that may not have been very theologically sound could write theologically accurate songs. And, you know, and we sing those and we worship with those and and I know some might say, well, the songs from some of the places that you've mentioned or that has been mentioned in the interview, Bethel, Hillsong, and they'll eventually mention Elevation, that some of those songs could also be theologically accurate. That is true. And Justin Peters will be talking about how some of the doctrines, supposedly, of these churches pass the theological smell test. But you've got to look at the root. It takes a lot of work, but you've got to look at the root and the heart of these churches. And again, he's going to talk on this next part of the interview, how they actually use these songs as their primary evangelism tool. I don't think that they're really focused as much on sharing them with others and, and having others use them to worship God. I think they want to get people and draw people into their quote unquote churches. And so again, we'll continue with this interview in the next part. We're getting close to the 20 minute mark. I want to go ahead and close us out for today. So let's go to the throne of grace. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the ability to be able to worship you. And we know how much you hold worship in high reverence. And you are a God to be worshiped. And Lord, I just pray that there would be many who listen to the, the different parts of this episode and that they are moved to, to learn more and to find out what your word says about worship. And I just pray that especially pastors, those that are in those positions, worship pastors as well. I just pray that they would feel a conviction in their heart to not sing these songs 
on Sunday because they're not songs that are rooted in sound theology. They're not songs that we should be singing and worshiping you with. And so, Lord, I just pray that we can worship you with a true heart and thank you for all of the blessings in my life. And thank you for sending Jesus to die for us. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. Once again, I've got several more episodes, parts of this episode coming up, so you'll want to make sure and tune in for those. We've just started this interview, and so you don't want to miss it, and I hope you will tune in to the next episode. Thank you for listening to Truth From The Heart with Travis Sullivan. Remember, Jesus is King, Maranatha, and God bless until next time.